Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Do you cheer for a team without a head coach? Is prayer the only way you'll hear your team's name on Selection Sunday? You might be suffering from depression, anxiety, or what we like to call March Sadness. Have no fear, Cornbread Hemp is here. Cornbread Hemp's organic, full-spectrum CBD products have just what you need to relieve everyday anxiety. Try our extra-strength gummies today. Use the promo code BIGX at checkout and get 30% off your purchase at cornbreadhemp.com. Don't wait to beat the buzzard. Try Cornbread Hemp today. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning! Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just... Cats. 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 Cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad. Touchdown. Touchdown. Kentucky. Victory. Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Damn. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. February 16th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. 961 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Rush, and Justin Kalen on your Wednesday hump day edition hump day. of Kentucky Roll Call. We're we're not we're not happy today. No, the Cats no. lose to Tennessee, not overly competitive in the game, really all Tennessee. Once they took the lead early in the first half and and never never gave it up. Tata Washington and Jacob Toppin both played. Tata never really looked a hundred percent. Re injured, retweaked, whatever it, the ankle, whatever injury was bothering him. And uh, Kentucky just offensively not nearly good enough to go on the road and, and pull off a win against a ranked opponent. So the Cats lose. Uh, I think a six-game winning streak comes to a close, most likely finding a way to win the SEC. Regular season comes to a close, and 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 that was going to be somewhat of a lot. You're likely going to have to win out regardless of that. But I didn't expect Kentucky to, to look so Poorly, Roush. That, that was a little bit of a surprise to me. Not that I didn't think they were going to lose. I, I did. I predicted they'd lose, bet Tennessee, just because I thought Kentucky was was due for a loss. But I, I did think the game was going to be a little bit closer. Yeah, yeah. And it just, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think you're right in that you could feel one of these letdown games coming. Kentucky had just been playing too well for too long. You had a couple of injuries. We were unsure what they, their status was going to be. Ty Ty Washington obviously didn't look himself out there. But it just 
I think that's what's frustrating is if you look at the box score, it doesn't look as bad as what it felt like during the game. And it, it never felt really close, uh, even though Kentucky had it at 14 at half, right around that 10-point margin. They cut it down to eight early in the second half. But, I mean, they went 10 and a half minutes, almost 11 minutes, without making a shot. That just uh, that that's that's just embarrassing. I don't I don't and and I'm not even I, I to describe my mood this morning. I would just say I'm I'm just in a bad mood. I'm not even really mad. I'm just like, oh, that, that team. Come on, I I can't I can't put my finger on it, but I'm pr- very disgruntled, not gruntled whatsoever. I I I'm not big picture upset. I am disappointed and surprised that Kentucky could go 11 minutes and then like another six minutes, basically go close to a near half of not making a field goal. Uh, That's inexcusable. That shouldn't happen. Uh, I've got some issues with playing. I've got some issues with coaching. I've got, I've got a lot of issues with last night. I think a lot of people should because Kentucky completely stunk. Now that being said, as I mentioned, I, I, Kentucky should win Saturday against Alabama. They should take care of business next week against LSU. Uh, I still think this is, if you win out, you're one seed. If you uh, maybe lose one or two more, you're probably comfortably a two or a three seed. So still still plenty, no need to panic, I guess is what I should say. And I don't think anybody is. I thought the reaction from Kentucky fans last night was reasonable and how how people should react again this team can win a national championship can go to a final four but they laid an egg against a rival and we i did not i did not think that 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 was possible for this team i do think they fought roush like it wasn't like they completely just laid on their belly tail between their legs and let tennessee do whatever they want they had a chance to cut it to five i believe in the second half there would have really made things interesting. Uh, and then, you know, even with like two to three minutes left, I think it, it was a chance to be a nine-point game, eight-point game. Still never really threatened. It was a buffer zone game for Tennessee. Uh, you don't want Kentucky to be on the wrong end of that. But there were a few slight positives, but mostly negatives last night. It was a, it was a, bad, it was a bad game. It was a bad offensive game. Defensively, they got lost more than they've gotten lost – in a long time, probably going to go back to December. Uh, they just were out of sorts. They didn't come ready. You can blame it on the nine o'clock start. You can blame it on the injuries. You can you can probably blame it on a pl- plenty of things. But at the end of the day, they just Tennessee outplayed them. You got to give credit to Tennessee. They played better. They deserved to win. Uh, yes, the officiating was horrendous, um, as it as it can be. I, I love the people that aren't nuanced enough to be able to comment on the officiating without having to dig their heels in and say, it didn't impact the game, though. It did, it, 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 the officials aren't the reason Kentucky lost. We need to be uh, realistic with ourselves. No, right. of course it wasn't the reason Kentucky <laughs> lost, but it doesn't mean that the officials were good. I'm still going to complain good. about them for just being yeah, off with their jobs. Yeah, and I'm almost at the point where I'm just going to be obnoxious about officials just to be obnoxious about officials. Um, but no, they, 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 the officials did not cost Kentucky the game, but they stunk and we need to do our job to call them out when they stink. Cause they, they, they were not very good. The technicals, the whole, the beginning of the game, that was, uh, 
That that was a disaster. Let me just show who's in charge. It's me, Mr. Cool Man in striped shirt. You listen to me, buddy. I mean, like, Cal got a technical as they switched over from the Duke game. Like it was, yeah. you know, that's how quickly everything had kind of happened there. And uh, and by the way, ESPN just suck it. You you, you are 15 minutes late to the Kentucky Tennessee game, a game between two top 16 teams, not Wake freaking Forest, and the game it goes over. They always do when you have these two hour windows with no no time, no flex time there. And then, yeah, it was an exciting finish. That I can't believe that Wake Forest shot almost went in. I love Steve Forbes' comments after the game. If you didn't see that shot from Wake Forest, Duke, Duke got a, a put-back dunk that may or may not have been goaltending with .4 seconds left after Wake Forest had tied the game. And then this game is at Cameron, so Duke almost had another bad loss. Wake Forest inbounds the ball with .4 seconds, throws up a desperation heave, from basically the opposing free throw line. So you're going three-fourths of the court. And perfect shot. It just had too much mustard on it. Hits the back of the backboard, hits the front of the rim, and bounces out. There's a hilarious screenshot of Paulo Bancaro standing underneath the rim looking mm -hmm. up. And the way the picture's taken, the ball looks like it's going in. And he has this face of, like, no freaking way. But similar to Gordon Hayward in that 2010 National Championship game, too much mustard on the ball. It pops out, and Duke ends up winning. But the real travesty was ESPN interviewing John Shire after the game, asking him three questions, mind you, uh, about Duke's heroic win over crappy Wake Forest in their home arena. Uh, complete and total joke. Really steamed my biscuits. And Coach K wasn't even there. He didn't come back for the second half, Roush. He was not feeling well. No, he had a little... A little cough. Actually, I, I have no idea what was wrong with him, but hope he gets a feeling better. I do not hope. I, I just, I don't understand. Like, I, I think that everything just, I, it was just a bad tone was set right from the get-go. Mm -hmm. ESPN doesn't care about college basketball. They run their games into one another all the time. And even when they have the opportunity to actually show you the game, they're late to it because they'd rather hear from John freaking Shire. Who cares? Uh, did you see the split screen they did of a guy walking back to the bench in the middle of Oscar Sheboy trying to make a post move? What the hell was that? What are you doing, you idiots? Like, they just they suck at their jobs. They're not as bad at their jobs as the officials, but they're not good at their jobs. You, you got refs trying to be Joe Cool out here, trying to be big, tough guy. We got to call double technicals. The worst, the dumbest call in the history of sports. It's, it's, it's irrelevant. It's erroneous. It does absolutely nothing. It was so stupid. It drove me nuts. And I think that just really set the tone. It, it threw a little bit of gas on Tennessee's fire. They were not shy about how motivated they were to play in this game. I don't know what words were said, but uh, – and it was fun to be like, hey, Rob Harris would have would have kicked all their asses. It's like, yeah, he's kind of a grown-up, you know, and he's a strength coach. I'm sure he would have. Uh, probably don't need him adding a little fuel to their fire. Because after that, yeah, that, the, that whole eight points in like two seconds. That whole thing was silly. I think is the the right word for it. Uh, Rob Harris, I, I don't even know from. And again, maybe people had different angles of it. Maybe people saw different things. I watched it several times. Saw the replay. I don't think Rob Harris did anything. 
I don't think he did anything wrong. The Tennessee player trips over. Naturally, there's going to be some kerfluffling. It looks like Harris is trying to talk to a UK player, and I don't know if the Tennessee players just think he's in the way or they think he's talking to him, but they kind of get in his way, and he tries to go around to continue his conversation with the UK player, and that's when they kind of push him, and I think it just gets all lost in translation. I don't think anybody was really trying to be over the top or – or start any trouble. It just kind of was a a chaos created situation, and Rob Harris got stuck in the middle of it. Um, but yeah, people just un- unnecessary. Ron Slay, former Tennessee player, he was taking shots at Rob Harris. He had a lot of people. He had the ESPN guy of marketing or something. He did something. He he had a tweet about Rob Harris. Everybody take it easy on Rob Harris. Wrong place. Wrong time. He didn't do nothing wrong. Certainly didn't deserve a technical. That's a joke. And I don't think the Tennessee players really deserved a technical. No. Uh, just in that situation, just move on. Stop doing stupid reviews. Stop wasting everybody's time. If you saw something that was egregious, then call it. If you didn't, then move on with your lives because we don't want to go to the monitor for a review every 20 seconds. It right. is annoying. And uh, it, re- it really was a game changer after that. I, I don't know if there's a direct correlation where you can say, oh, that's where Tennessee got all juiced up. Maybe they did, uh, but the game kind of went in a different direction after that, and and that's that's a bummer. There's no doubt about it. And all those reviews added up to the game ending at 1130. I mean, what are we doing? It's just, yeah. it, was, it was bad. Um, but in that next stretch, TJ, the, the part that I don't want to say disappointed me, but it did. It Kentucky let Tennessee's pressure. I mean, they kind of fought fire with fire. What Kentucky did last time, now, of course, making long shots and tough shots that Kennedy Chandler made, like that that's part of it, you know. That you make shots, it's easier to win games. But it felt like Kentucky got really flustered by their ball pressure. The I, I don't know. I bet half their possessions were started eight feet behind the three-point line where they just couldn't seemingly get any action going towards the basket you can't get a good shot if your entry pass is that far like they were just starting the offense way too far outside um kellen grady was affected by it greatly he didn't take a shot until the five four and a half minute mark of the first half and then oscar shibway i think you're right tj in that it's not just length that bothers him obviously some shot blocks kind of Right, you know that that that's going to mess with him a little bit when he's in the post. He ended up finishing with I think 15 points and 15 boards, something like that. Uh, excuse me, 13 points, 15 boards. But he was five of 15 from the four, and I think it was the length in addition to the just wildly inconsistent whistle with the foul calls. Like his third foul, uh, I think he farted on the guy, and they called a foul and. <laughs> and, and then on the other end, it's like, let's push him to this guy to the floor, and it's nothing. I think he got rattled by the physical play combined with the length. So, wow, you were a fortune teller yesterday, TJ. Good job. 
Yeah, I think if you have plenty of big bodies, you can throw at him. That's where you kind of get him. I this is I, I'm sure there's nothing to this at all. I thought Oscar just looked a little slow even before things went south. They, he just didn't seem to be running up and down the, the floor with the same energy that he normally does. And that's one thing that always sticks out about Oscar is how he can just fly up and down the floor like a gazelle for being that big. Uh, it is still funny to me, Roush. I didn't know that that was his. I didn't know he finished with 13 and 15. Yeah. Um, still just like a casual ho-hum double-double for him, and he had to sit out a good chunk of, of that first half there. So uh, good for Oscar. No, it, it wasn't his night. It wasn't anybody's night. And I, I, I want Kentucky – I think you can only mostly get away with it, Roush, if you're at home. But all these teams, I think they think the recipe to beating Kentucky is to be super physical with them, guard them – not the length of the floor, but always kind of be in their grill, always be pressuring. ABC, always be closing. ABP, always be pressuring. And they get away with hand check and getting getting stuck, you know, really reaching fouls is what they are, but they, they get stuck in with a player, UK player has a dead ball, and then they'll start dribbling, and then boom, the Tennessee player's hand is inside their personal area. Should be a foul. They they, it's we we use this reference far too often, but it's an easy reference to make. The Rick Pitino, they can't call every foul. Every road game Kentucky's played this season, the opposing team has just been super physical, guarding out the perimeter, really anywhere on the floor, as I already mentioned. And I'll be ready for Kentucky to start doing that because I don't even think Kentucky does that when they're playing at home. Um, and teams don't play Kentucky that way when they're at home. You just can't really get away with it for, for 40 minutes. So Tennessee, overly aggressive, worked for them, got Kentucky super uncomfortable offensively. Uh, you know, 11 assists for UK is not the norm for them. Uh, so there wasn't as much ball movement rush. There wasn't as much rotation. Folks mm -hmm. weren't getting open. Uh, a lot of people were disappointed with Kellen Grady for a multitude of reasons. One, not shooting enough. Two, not getting him the ball to shoot enough. Dude's got to be comfortable. Like, he's got to have a little bit of space. He's mm -hmm. got to get the ball thrown to him at the right time, in the right area. And then that's when he likes to, to pull up and shoot. If you're dragged all over him and you can't get him the ball where he's kind of doing his fade away, but he's still set. Like he, it feels good to him, but he's fading away. If you can't get him the ball when he is comfortable, he and Calipari had a quote yesterday after the game. You, it's it's kind of tough to play him. Uh, he doesn't yeah. create his own shot all that much, Roush. And when somebody's overplaying you that much, basketball one hundred and one, you got to put it on the floor and go around him, or put it on the floor and go into him and get a foul call. Grady was, I mean, there was times he had Fulkerson on him, and it's like, you've got to be able to take this dude off the dribble. Yeah, 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 you may be able to get by him and he'll block your shot, but you've got to be able to break down a defense when you got Fulkerson guarding one of our guards. Like, make it happen. And Grady need, was just off all night, similar to so many other players. Right, right, right. And and I think some of that, I, th there was definitely mentally something. They just weren't all there. Uh, it, was, it was night and day difference between the first matchup. But Grady does need a little bit more he needs a little bit more of that Davion Mintz reckless abandonment sometimes. Just that over-aggressiveness whenever things are tough. And I don't expect him to always be that. Like Part of the reason what makes him successful is he's a patient, mature, like 
he 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 lets things come to him. But sometimes you you have to be the aggressor. Last night was the case, and he just it, it wasn't there. Thankfully, Davion Mintz gave him a little bit of a shot in the arm. Uh, they went on a nano run, cut it to eight, and then you had Wheeler kind of. He, he, it was a no call, which I you know I I don't know. Whatever, that's fine. Um, but that 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 was one of those where it just as soon as that happened, they went down. They called foul on Oscar, and I want to say Tennessee hit a three after the foul on the floor. Oscar got sent to the bench with his third foul, and then that that was that, that was Kentucky's best shot. They 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 were able to hang around in that buffer zone, but never really got closer. And I, I just sometimes I mean it's it's weird to say this, but when when you're down like that, you need a little bit more of that that mince attitude and. Uh, he, he was really the only one given what what felt like uh, Kentucky some life there in the second half. Yeah, yeah, and I I think if you were anything like me, a lot of folks were calling for more mints, and that's one of the again losses happened. I thought last night would be a loss. It doesn't. It's a top sixteen team on the road. It shouldn't hurt Kentucky too much. All this has to be is an off night, and you come back Saturday and you win, and and we move on. From this, I want to see Tennessee in Tampa. I want to see Hobbard in Tampa. The list is growing, and there's a decent chance cats are going to be two and three or three and two with the Vols. So, a decent chance you're going to have a Saturday potential Sunday showdown between UK and Tennessee. But that was one of the things that kind of frustrated me is that Kentucky played probably their worst game of the season, all things considered. Yeah. Um, and you're right, you, you, you had you had 12 minutes to go, and you you had a chance to make it a, a six, five-point game. Like, that mm-hmm. would be plenty of time to come back in that one. Uh, you go 11 minutes on a scoring drought, and you still had chances to win. I just kind of kept – and it, they Kentucky did go on a couple little runs, little mini runs, but you're waiting for them to kind of just shake off all the – the muck and the ugliness that had happened for the duration of that game and start looking like their normal Kentucky self. And they really never did. They never really got to let their hair flow, play with any tempo, get grooving offensively. Everything was so labored for Kentucky and came so – it was all so difficult. And, again, credit to Tennessee's defense. They're a better defensive team than I think UK fans realize after dropping 107 on them and making it look so easily easy at Rupp Arena on the way to a, a 29, 28, 30-point blowout win. But Rash, you just kept waiting. Like, they had chances. Um, you know, I, I was tweeting in the first half, like, it is amazing Kentucky can go over half of the first half without making a field goal and still be in this game. And the amount mm-hmm. of people that tweeted, and they're like, in this game, you're crazy. Kentucky's not in this game. What game are you watching? They're not in this game. They, they were, were in the game. I mean, they, they were in the game even, you know, uh, late into the game. They were technically in it, um, having a chance to really make things interesting. Then Tennessee went on another big run. Then Kentucky went on a little mini run themselves. But they were absolutely in it. 14 points in a basketball game, especially at halftime, is nothing. I mean, that, that really is. that you can. We've seen Kentucky teams by the first TV timeout have a big double-digit lead down to – uh, just a possession at that point. So uh, they had their chances, Roush. I just kept waiting for them to break through. They never did, which maybe worries me a little bit. Uh, if you want to play the roadkill angle and you want to be the big bad team on the road, 
Tennessee was asking you to kind of make that game interesting, and you all were nowhere to be found. So uh, disappointed as we are going to close out the first segment here shortly. I think that's just the overall sentiment. doesn't have to be any big-picture things, I don't think. Yeah. I'm willing to listen to people on that, though, if they've got some takes. Uh, I think physical teams, that's the way to beat Kentucky. they got to get used to being uncomfortable and finding uh, – you just wish you had a point guard that could just lower his head and get inside. Wheeler did that a little bit. I actually thought he played okay, just probably too many turnovers, silly turnovers. And then Kentucky just missed a bunch of open shots. How many bunnies did Keon Brooks miss? How many layups did Oscar Shibway miss? Uh, just a lot of a lot of missed easy shots that played a role in all this as well. I was rolling through the box score as you were mentioning that, TJ. Wheeler missed six shots. Brooks missed five shots. Grady missed seven shots. Shibway missed ten shots. And Mintz missed eight shots. Like, that – it's. I know they weren't all great looks. There was probably some desperate attempts here and there, but like, gosh, you know. there, there's so many. I mean, there's so many just easy. Like, how many open shots from within ten feet to Keon Brooks just have yeah. bounce on every part of the rim and then go off? And you'll have nights like that. You'll you'll have yeah. off shooting nights. Toppin, I mean, Toppin, I thought played really well, especially coming off an injury. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe him or Mintz, Kentucky's best players, but. uh Toppin missed several, you know, he had a, he had a couple bunnies that are just like, how did that not drop? And then in that first half, way too many easy buckets for Tennessee. Yeah, I think they had yeah. Cause you, you had to close the gap going into halftime and you give up a stupid, like out of bounds play, you know, off of a timeout. It's like, gosh, can we, can we, can we just foul him? Like I would rather tackle the Tennessee player than let Rick Barnes run one more stupid out of bounds play for an easy bucket. I, I just, it drives me insane. I think it was the only one that worked and they scored for what it was worth. They had another yeah. in, in ESPN, we couldn't see the play because yeah. ESPN didn't cut to it until the play had already happened. Yeah. They're, a joke. they're bad at their jobs. Yeah. They're, they're, they're so bad. I wish he I wish SEC's basketball rights would go to Fox so bad. Like, here, here's the, like, I, I mean, they spend so much money on all of these rights and they can do a good job with football or do they just get, do the football produce do they just get the entire offseason off like how do you not have better producers and directors in the truck for these games it's so bad so bad and yeah thank goodness they don't have march madness coverage at this point yeah seriously thank goodness but you know what at least we got jimmy's jet back out last night Gosh. Hey, did you know Kentucky and Tennessee that was actually the second time they've played this year? I'm not sure if Jimmy mentioned that or not. Ooh, did you know that Tennessee has beat Kentucky more than any other team has ever beat Kentucky? Yeah, but stuck at Tennessee, Kentucky's beaten Tennessee more than they've beaten any other team. They conveniently left that caveat they, they, out last they leave night. out the part where Kentucky has 80 more wins than Tennessee every time. It's like, you know, you, you could it, – it's almost like they had Wes Rucker writing their script for them. Well, I do got to be honest about the fact that, like, Kentucky's got to get that that series lead against Rick Barnes back. Uh, Rick Barnes has an all-time winning record against Kentucky. That's mm. unacceptable. Like, Rick, don't be hanging it up anytime soon. We need at least two more seasons of you in Knoxville. We got to get that. We got to get ahead of that winning record. Just have to. Mm -hmm. Have to. Um, all right. Well, a lot of you all are going to text in about this game on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Do us a favor and pop in at Thornton's. Do yourself a favor and pop in at Thornton's. Oh, man. Take That's off last night's ugly win by eating your feelings with some donuts, Rush. I, that's exactly what I had to do this morning. There's no other way around it. I, I, w I actually wasn't that mad that 
uh, Duke woke me up early because I was like, well, I'll, I'm just going to go to Thornton's instead. Eat my feelings. It's worth it. It feels good. Trust me, you're going to feel so much better after chowing down on some wide willies or uh, maybe one of the breakfast burritos or breakfast sandwiches. Try Thornton's. One of, there's locations all over the place in the Wolf area. Check them out today. Hey, you can also get that. beer at Thornton's for what it's yeah. worth. Good no, point. Yeah. Drink your feelings, yeah. A lot of people say Thornton's is their favorite bar in town. I love going to Thornton's and grabbing some ice-cold, frosty beverages. Uh, Justin, we're not hurting. Roush and I are not hurting alone this morning, <sighs> are we? I am. Um, I'm, I'm honestly at a loss for words how I'm feeling this morning, if we're being... Completely honest. I mean, I I just don't know. Not what good to think for anymore. not good for radio. No, no, it's not. I mean, I I'm I'm mad. I'm sad. I'm upset. I, pretty well every emotion that you can think of that's negative is what I am this morning. It's 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 been a pretty bad pretty bad stretch of things for Indiana. Do we bring back Archie at this point? No, hell no. Hell no. Do we bring in Archie? Then? No, nope. Bring in Cream five. Go no. for the five. No, we do not need Clappy on the sidelines. I, I don't know what Indiana needs, but it's not Clappy and it's not Archie Miller. All right, so IU up five at the under four minute TV timeout. What the hell happened? Loses by five. What? Well, they're up by five at the under t- under four TV timeout, and yeah, they somehow they they get outscored by. 10 points in that, in that stretch. What the hell, Justin? All right, well, so you brought up a couple days ago that you complain about, or that we complain about referees, but then you quickly corrected it that you do. I rarely, if ever, complain about referees, but I will complain about referees for this game. There's under a minute left. I think I think there's under 30 seconds left at this point. Wisconsin's down two. Johnny Davis ta- is driving it in. And they give him a freaking continuation and one like it is the NBA. This man was fouled on the floor two seconds before the whistle blew. They give him an and one. Wisconsin ends up going one, and all hell breaks loose after that. That's that's what happened. Just Johnny an awful Davis, call. It, in the final minute and 40 seconds, shot and made. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six free throws in the final hundred seconds, and I think he missed two as well. So, yeah. Oh, oh did it? Did he? Yeah. Okay. So, he, so he even took more. Um, yeah, I, I was watching the Caps game and was kind of had an eye on Wisconsin and IU, but couldn't believe that Wisconsin pulled it off, came away with the win. And I don't think you've ever complained about officials that I've heard since we've been doing radio together. So it must really be eating you up for I mean, you to say that. It, it was past 11 o'clock. I live in an apartment. I stood up and screamed at the top of my lungs. Surprised I didn't get a noise complaint. It was so bad. Yeah, I, I was I was pretty heated last night. Well, still, you're still in good company today. It's, well, a, it's a loser's day here on Kentucky Roll Call, and uh, we'll get through it together, though. Ooh. A lot of basketball left. Caps will be fine. IU, they'll make the tournament, Justin. I know we've given you a hard time. The NIT. Yeah, the NIT. Woohoo! Hey, Can't wait. Chin up, buddy. Can't chin up, wait. Justin. Jeez. Need you to be nice to my pal JK47 <laughs> over there. All right, we're going to hit a break. We'll come back. We'll get into the Thornton's text line. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X North Radio. Ooh, DJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Scooter. Kayla.
Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Christ alone, you know. You just gotta keep getting back up. You get knocked down, you get back up. Here on Big X Sports Radio. All right. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Edge Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Wednesday hump day morning. Text on into the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. You text in, we read it on air, we'll have a good time with it. I would think, Roush, maybe we go to the text line earlier today. Uh, but mm-hmm. there are a couple other quick hitters I'm sure we need to get to on today's show. There was other news yesterday besides Kentucky's poopy loss to Tennessee. Yes, yes, you're exactly right. Um, but I, I consider me one that is in favor for going to the text line early. Okay, uh, and I'm sure, the tech, I'm sure the text line will bring up some good points for us, and uh, we, we still have plenty of time to get to the few of the other things I'd written down. All right, they text her on the Thornton text line. Remember, we just go in order of when they were sent in. Just realized our free throw rate is so low because we haven't played many close games where teams are fouling at the end. That's what I'm telling myself, at least. Would like to see this team get to the line a bit more. Uh, didn't really happen a lot yesterday, Texter. Unfortunately, you sent this one in before the game. But I think there is there is some truth to that. Kentucky has played more blowout games this year than I can remember in the John Calipari era. Uh, not a ton of closing out the games with free throws in the final few minutes. Um, yeah, but I think I, of but the it, 21 wins, 18 were by double digits. So, and even yeah. in the loss, like they they weren't fouling late to try to to stay in the game either because it was out of that buffer zone. Yeah, and it, but it, to the Texas point, it is a team that you don't have a bunch of people that shoot a ton of free throws. You. Uh, Ty-Ty can get inside, but he doesn't he doesn't get to the line a ton. Wheeler can get inside, but doesn't get to the line a ton, uh, partially because of his height. Uh, Grady, great shooter, but frustrating that he can't sometimes put it on the floor and try to try to draw contact. Mince, I don't think he does it intentionally, but he's actually probably Kentucky's best guard that can draw fouls, and he doesn't do it nearly as much, but uh, you'd like to see him do it more. Keon Brooks, no. Jacob Toppin, no. Oscar gets fouled a million times more than he gets it called in his favor, uh, but he's really kind of the only one. He's the only one that you feel like can go find ways to get to the line, and partially that's just because he's so big and he's always all over the place. Um, but I, I do I do wish you had – well, you know, who who wouldn't want a De'Aaron Fox? But yeah, I wish there was somebody that could just go inside and find ways to get the other team in foul trouble. This team's missing that. Right, right. And I think a lot of it, too, is just because the nature of Wheel, like being the short guy, he can't rise up high and draw that hack on the arm. You know, like it's just because he's got to scoop it so low and get it at a certain angle where he's, he's not drawing those fouls. So... It's a no, shame because, like, they, they during that scoring drought, they did go to the line more. I think they might have even scored, like, eight points off of free throws, but it's still only eight points or six points or whatever it was over 11 minutes. That's just yeah. – it's not going to cut it. It will not cut it at all. And, obviously, using De'Aaron Fox wasn't a great comparison. But, like, Andrew Harrison, for the flaws he had, that dude was tough, and he would get to the line. He'd get to the free throw line, and he'd get to the free throw line, and he'd knock him down. 
Uh, Calipari generally has guards that can do that. This team's really good. There's so much I like about this team. That's that's one area that they're not as great at. Another texter says, I really hope this bracket projection comes true. Kentucky a one seed in Indy, Indiana a nine. Yeah, we talked a little bit about this yesterday. I wouldn't bank on this happening. I don't think the committee would put Indiana in the Indianapolis pod. Oh, uh, you misspoke, TJ. I don't think the committee would put Indiana in the tournament, I think is what you meant to say. No, no, we're being nice to Justin today. We're all hurting. Okay. My I, thing. I that. Sorry, Justin. Sorry. My thing with this is, so you want this projection to come true, huh? What gives you any indication that Indiana will win their first tournament round game and we will get an Indiana-Kentucky matchup? There, oh. Indiana has shown you nothing in the last two or three weeks to prove that they could win a tournament game, let alone get and in. That's a good point, Justin, because you know that 99% of brackets in this area would would have that matchup set up in the second round, and Indiana would just blow it yep. for everyone. Yep, that's how that would go. <laughs> Texture on the Thornton's text line. It is truly remarkable how un, how interested U of L fans are by the injury of Ty Ty Washington. Their new season is following Kentucky to see if we lose, and it's just so sad. They just aren't well and need to seek lots and lots of therapy. They probably need some cornbread hemp to ease them out, you know? If they listen to the podcast, they'll know how they can save some money on cornbread hemp, too. Yeah. Cornbread hemp, they sponsor all the KRC podcasts. Use the promo code Big X for 30% off at checkout. And I'm running low, so I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to re-up. Um, because last night was definitely a cornbread hemp kind of night. Just oh yeah. <sighs> You know that that the feeling you get after a big exhale, though that that really is the feeling that cornbread hemp provides. It's all natural CBD products. Check them out today. Use that promo code Big X for thirty percent off at checkout. Go ahead and do that. Yeah, it saw some Louisville goobers. Ooh, UK fans mad at the refs. You all threw ice at officials two weeks ago. Ice, ice. Don't need to hear that from you all. Texter, KSR backpedaling and giving Cal all kinds of prop this morning, all because of you, TJ. I did wow, it. Wow, you did it. Sports talked it into existence. Cal, my my man, I, I'm looking out for you. <laughs> Texter says, sorry for bringing up. We, we got a few of these, and we're going to read through them, and we'll, and we'll move on from them. Sorry for bringing up the MJ Cal beef roush, but it had to be said. One more thought. I think a big factor in Matt being so angry last season is that it hurt his business at the bar. Old buddy took it personally since the bad team hurt his bottom line. And the pandemic didn't help either. Yeah, sure. Last year stung. Nobody liked last year. Nobody's defending last year. I think the only defense of last year is that you knew it wasn't going to happen again. Uh, that was then that's because you of the head coach. You knew that the, the following season was going to be fun. You're going to get back to big dreams, big aspirations, national championship goals. Now that's because John Calipari is the head coach that can do Ooh. that, can take a 19 and 16 season and then uh, just months later be a top five team. And I, the, the, I'm, I am excited, though, for Saturday because I not only – like. Well, we, it's not like there's a hatred for Alabama like I have for Tennessee in my heart, but we got an early game. Roush is going to be off this weekend going uh, to a wedding uh, in Georgia, so I'm going to be – it's like pregame for the wedding, watching the Cats and the Crimson Tide. I'm fired up, man. It's going to be fun. A wedding in Georgia? The night uh, 
they, uh, I, I'm taking the midnight train to Georgia. I was I, I mixed up that and the night they drove Dixie down. I don't I don't know why, but both great songs. Well, that's fun. Are you in this wedding, or are you just going as a? No, as a just, but it, it is a college buddies though, and I these it's a crew that I see probably twice a year now. Like we'll do like a at least one tailgate in the fall and uh, try to see him in the spring at Keeneland or something like that. So really, really excited to get this crew together. First weekend, uh, just me and my lady in two, three years. So very, wow. very exciting. How yeah. fun. Oh, what, yeah. part of Georgia, what part of Georgia? North of Atlanta. So I don't have to drive through that god-awful hellhole. Oh, that's the best. That's yeah, the yeah. Everything coming up for Roush. It well, really maybe, is. Justin, maybe Justin could hook you up with a hotel down in the area. I could. Yeah, absolutely. He, he actually uh, – I, he he let me get the code, but it, I was just like, I'll just get on the group rate. It's probably mm, yeah. That, oh, it was that situation. Got it. Yeah. yeah how, how how nice, Justin, stand up guy over there. Uh, well, that's great. That sounds fun. A little weekend away from the baby wedding. Cats are going to play early. They're going to kick Alabama's ass. It's going to be on, great. It's on CBS, so we don't have to worry about split screens and oh, gosh, and stupid, just so much stupid stuff. Like it's just it's just the game. Dun, and just, and we get the dun, 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 oh man, Whew. the vibes, the vibes are coming back. They're, they're it's going to be all blue. You can kiss that Joel Utley split cam goodbye, baby. It's CVS game. No need to see Joel. I the fact you didn't even throw me a like on that tweet yesterday, Roush, was pretty low grade move on your part, and it will not be forgotten. I don't, I don't get the Joel Utley reference though. He was the guy on Kentucky Wesleyan, the play-by-play that they just stopped oh, showing the game, so God. they showed him in the exhibition <laughs> game way back in October. Yeah. Okay. All right. That, I should have thrown you the. That's what it was. I, the the reference was too obscure. I, I completely forgot that guy's name already. I should have included a picture of the guy. Uh, but Joel, a great play-by-play guy. I, I, I don't know if Kentucky Wesleyan season still trucking along, but hopefully it is, and they're doing well, and he's doing well as well. A Texas the, says. Uh, Oh, I would just like to add, since we mentioned Kentucky Wesleyan, Craig Yeast leaving Kentucky Wesleyan to coach uh, his, not technically his alma mater, his school merged with Mercer County, but going back home to Mercer County to coach the Titans. So that, that came out yesterday. Good good for Craig. I saw that. I'd, I'd like to know the former either UK football players or maybe just high school legends that are in coaching capacities in high school basketball Ooh. in Kentucky. That that's a good. So I, I was thinking about doing one uh, a story this summer when high school practices start, just because the Bourbon County football team is basically a, it's basically that all the guys we grew up. Uh, they, they were probably like our middle school era because David Jones who returned that kick for a touchdown in the Liberty Bowl most famously, but he was a cornerback forever. He's the head coach at Bourbon County and. There's it's a who's who of that era of players like Trevard Lindley coaches out there. They don't have the the Jimmys and Joes, but they they've got the coaches. So yeah, uh, so it would be fun. I know Dennis Johnson. He was coach of the year in class four or five A for Woodford County this year. For I forget which one they're in, but uh, good good for you know come, everything's coming up big for former cats. Ralph's really disappointed. Really disappointed you didn't go if they have the Jimmys and Joes, or they don't have the Jimmys and Joes, but they have the X's and O's. Oh, yeah. You went with coaches. That was boring. Yeah, yeah. And see, my brain, it's just it's just operating slow because I was up like three hours past my bedtime last night. Heard that. 
This is a fun text into the Thornton text line. Power rankings of the most depressing classroom buildings Ooh. at UK. <laughs> they they start they they start their countdown. Number four, Blazer Hall. Number three, Funkhauser. Mm. Number two, basement of Whitehall. Yes. Number two, Kim Fizz building. I'd imagine your all's is a tad different since I graduated a few years after you, but would love to know your thoughts. I, you got a pretty good list there. Uh, you yeah. know, I do. Yeah. I, I would not hold. Whitehall to just the basement for what it's worth. I think Whitehall entirely is a pretty depressing building. I actually am keeping three of the ones that you have on there. Blazer Hall, I'm throwing that one out there. I don't know if I had any classes there. Yeah, didn't either. What I'm going with, and I would need to think about the rank of the Kim Fizz is number one. That was the most depressing building on campus. Yes, without a doubt. And then number right. two, I'm 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 with them on the Whitehall basement. At least upstairs, you would get you know, to see outside. And that was kind of a pretty courtyard, but that, that, that basement, who is like a dungeon. Yeah. I, I thought the whole building was crappy and the, I, maybe they've renovated it or updated it since I've been there almost 10 years ago. Well, I started there over 10 years ago, which is sad, but finished there under 10 years ago. And that's all that matters, baby. Woohoo. Um, I, I, maybe they've renovated Whitehall, but the fact that like, 95% of UK students will have a class in that building at some point in their UK career. And it was kind of crappy. That's unacceptable. <laughs> they needed to update that bad boy. Um, I'm including POT baby at number probably three. I'll put Funkhauser at four you had, uh, uh, classes at POT. I did. I had two huh. weirdly enough. I, and mm. and I had, maybe it was just one, but I had to take several tests at POT and I, maybe they were makeup tests or I was, I missed for some reason maybe because of the kernel or something like that. But I, I seem like I took so many tests in that stupid building. It was so depressing. And it shouldn't be. It, it should be like when you walk in on that first floor, it should be like a street fair. There should be restaurants and a lot of fun. There should be music and stuff Ooh, going on. That, that restaurants on the, the mezzanine level was pretty nice, though. It was, it was pretty. Like, it was, was, was kind of hidden. Secret, you know? yeah, it was, it was kind of hidden. I did like that restaurant there. But I'm going POT. I'll put that number three. Funkhauser was okay. Kim Fizz, easily the worst. And yeah, just the classes yeah. I was taking there. I think I took like a, a psychology class there. And then I had to take whatever stupid science classes they made a journalism major take. Um, all in that building, which was super depressing. So it was good, also good the, the worst part about Kim Fizz, too, is very easy to get lost in it. Like, Oh, yeah. The numbers like, did not match up at all. Well, and just from like a okay, I'm at this part of the building. If I want to get out to the other side, I'll just walk in this direction. And that's not how it worked at all. Yeah. No, it didn't. You'd be like, all right, there's class. I'm, I'm in classroom number four. Here's one, two, three, 26. What? How did, how did we jump to 26? Like, where the hell is four supposed to be? And they'd be like, 25, 24, mm. 23, four. <laughs> You know what? The one redeeming thing that I did have about Kim Fizz, I only took maybe three classes there, but I'm pretty sure that I made lady friends in every single one of those classes. So wow. pretty good success rate for uh, old Rick Nash over here. How did you uh, did you do UK 101? Yeah, and and that was in that 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 Kim Fizz building. Yeah, my Kim Fizz, my class was in my UK 101 was in Kim Fizz. Big, as big well. fan of using the like, hey, let's go study at the library. Great, just way to like, you know, have have an excuse to like flirt for a couple hours. Well, I'm telling your wife. <laughs> 
I mean, she better be worried if I got to go got to go on a study break. <laughs> a texter says, hopefully Arizona drops to a two and stays out west. There is a little part of me that's like, all right, if you get Arizona the two, Gonzaga the one out west, that's fine with me. Gonzaga is going to be a one seed. We know that Arizona may be going to be a one seed. So that's the only way that, but if Arizona is not in the one seed category, they will be out West too. And Arizona's good. And Gonzaga's good. So fine, fine by me. Oh, love this text into the Thornton's text on 502-414-1450. It's my early vote for Thornton's text of the day. Mike Schmitz isn't allowed to analyze a player without mentioning the first time he saw them live at either the FIBA U16s over in Moldova or at the Adidas Grassroots event in Spartanburg. Man, just hitting the nail on the head. That guy stinks. Freaking loser. I'm not super familiar with Mike Schmitz, but he wouldn't be alone if if that is a trait of his. He's but I remember lo- when I saw this kid when he was just 11 years old, Jim, and he didn't know what was going on. I didn't think he was a good basketball player back then. Really grown in the last 10 years. <laughs> You get so many people that do that stuff. They just want to say that it's like, you know, a popular band, Roush. Yeah. I, I, I like them before they were on the radio, before <laughs> their hits. Schmitz has caught a lot of stray bulls this week. <laughs> he is. Bad, bad week to be Mike oh, Schmitz. They're, they're not even stray. They're just, they're, they're coming right at him. <laughs> uh, Texter says, Matt said he wasn't, Cal wasn't playing Dante to make a point to the fans or something along those lines. Lots of really dumb stuff was that. Mentions of outdated offense and things like that. Turns out the roster was just really bad. Uh, that's And you didn't have a point guard. And you had nobody that could get rebounds either. It was a bad team, bad construction. Cal deserved criticism for that. Um, and it was a frustrating year for everybody. Nobody liked it. We were all expecting something better coming off the pandemic year. And it was miserable. A lot of people handled it different ways. I was happy with how Kentucky roll call I mean, handled it. Imagine, oh, I'm I'm just glad I bought that out because the feeling we have this morning was just every game to the point that it was numbing. No, even worse. I mean, the reason I'm not so upset about last night is I know this is a good Kentucky team. I'm very confident they'll come back Saturday, beat a ranked opponent, beat another team on two. Like I, I I'm so con- I've, I've got faith in this team the the frustrating thing with last year Roush is they were so close in so many games but you just knew it didn't really even matter because they weren't that good they just didn't have you're kind of hoping for it to click for a few guys but when you got to the point it was like all right well Devin Askew's just it's not going to click for him because he's not that good right now as a basketball player and with Olivier Saar it was like okay he's just playing out of position. Kentucky doesn't have a bruiser, so it's never going to click for Olivier Saar because he's just not somebody that's going to be able to go in there and get tough rebounds. And they'd lose so many close games, and you were just like, ah, you're a player away probably from actually being halfway decent. And you were hoping that Terrence Clark, God rest his soul, you are hoping he could get back and maybe be that spark and uh, that kid on such a miserable season and a miserable team got his ass out there. Like, it, the team never gave up, and that was another interesting caveat about last year. It was so frustrating, but they they were trying. They were, you know, they, they were doing what they could. It just it wasn't meant to be because it was such a poorly constructed roster, and Calipari deserved criticism for that, no doubt about it. But for the same reasons that, that he deserves criticism, he sure deserves praise because he put together a great roster for this season, and even if uh, last night didn't go Kentucky's way, there's still a threat to to win six games in the NCAA. He, uh, he made a quote last night too that I think like some haters are going to laugh at, but it makes sense. He said we're one of the best teams in the country. We've just got to play like it now, and he's right. They they didn't play like it last night. 
that's what makes winning the NCAA tournament so damn difficult because you have to be clicking, have that momentum, and then not let a letdown happen. Last night, this team had a letdown. Um, and, you know, I admire some of their fight, but you got to get healthy um, and you, you got to just keep pushing through, keep straining through because uh, it's not getting any easier. Uh, you like you got a top 25 Alabama team. You go to Arkansas next week, top 25 team. Uh, and I think there's another one sprinkled in there as well. So not, not an easy stretch uh, for the Cats right now. Now, speaking of SEC basketball, Florida lost at A&M last night. That's bad. Florida needed that one desperately. I'll say it again. Uh, Florida like stinks. To... What's that? I'll say it again. Florida stinks. Well, again, they're a fringe bubble team, and the fringe of the bubble is never all that great. Indiana so would sure beat Florida. Not sure what oh. that says about, uh, about IU. But Indiana could certainly beat Florida. I yeah. could I wouldn't be surprised. Florida just lost to Texas A&M. What I'm hoping is Florida keeps losing, and when Kentucky goes and plays in Gainesville at the end of the season, it's all for, for not. And Florida doesn't have much to play for. Uh, because besides that, I think Kentucky probably drops the game at Arkansas. And I think they they went out, including the SEC tournament. So, uh, And I think they win that game in Gainesville. Hour one done. Hour two. We got a lot more text on the Thornton's text line. Maybe talk a little football on hour two yeah, as sure. well. Keep them pouring in. 502-414-1450. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker and the Crouch and Justin Galen. Okay. We'll be right back. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. Going to be an absolutely gorgeous day. I think highs in the 60s, Roush. Am I making that up? Wow. Nearly 70. Nearly 70, you said, JK47? Last report I saw, it was supposed to be like 66 today. Wow. Let's see what they've got it at now. Now they've only got it at 63, but still, beautiful day in February. I've got 65, but I do have a wind advisory. Yes. So, Justin, you may be able to hit your drive past 200 yards if you've got the wind in the right way today. That's hilarious, pal. I, if I remember the scramble correctly, you and I were laying right beside each other on every drive, so make the same joke to yourself, pal. No, I think I had a few pipes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, here, here, here's the thing, though, guys. The one downside to playing with all this wind is it's much better if you can play in the frozen ground and your ball just rolls you know, <laughs> 200 yards. Just top it and watch it roll into the middle of the fairway, which I may or may not have done a few times Sunday. Hey, it's all right. It, it, if they stayed straight, you didn't lose your ball, and you got 100 yards or so. That, oh, especially on fine. a two-man scramble, just let the other guy swing away. Like, all right, we got a safe one. <laughs> just... Oh, it was a two-man scramble? Yeah, we were doing two-man scrambles. So oh, what did, you all, what did you all finish? Uh, plus 10. I think we <laughs> lost to plus 9. Or it was either plus 8 to plus 7. We lost by 1 because we had a 4-putt one hole. Hmm. So your other your other golfer was pretty good, I guess. 
Oh, suck it, buddy. But <laughs> hey, like I said, I was playing well. Wait, Roush, you you said you didn't miss a putt on the first nine holes, and then you all proceeded to have a four putt on the back. What? Yeah, things got things got a little away from us. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't a coincidence. That's when the beers were starting to pile up. Oh, it was like hole 13. So mm-hmm. you know, right, right once you get past that sweet spot where you're driving the ball, you're just hitting bombs down the fairway. Then you then you start to lose a little focus. I went on a bachelor party once, and we did a a two man scramble, and I want to say we had six or seven teams, and we were playing golf both days. It was, it was a lot of fun, and this was back when I was actually decent at golf. I suck right now, I'm sure, but you, the second day, they did, like, pairings. So, you know, the first two teams were the last ones. The teams in first and second place were the last to tee off. It was fun. It was a good time. Uh, my buddy and I won, and he's, and he's not a very good golfer, and I'm not all that great either, but we just kind of played good scramble golf. I think we were over two days, I think we were like plus eight or plus nine. But the first day, we were a respectable plus two or plus three. Nice. So it's, it's yeah. the two man's fun, and it, it, it you can still play pretty quick. Um, just yeah. good teamwork, yeah, fun stuff. It, two two man is fun. It's like enough where because when I play in a scramble, it it's very easy for me to know how the scramble is going to go. It's one of two things, Roush. One, I'm an important player on the scramble team. And we will not be competitive in this scramble competition. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something the the good part about that is everybody likes to have their ball. <laughs> everybody likes to have their golf ball used at, at some point during a scramble. Makes you feel important. Makes yeah. you feel good. Um, the issue is, I generally am pretty competitive. So if I'm doing something, I at least want to be in the thick of it. If I'm going to be a better scramble player, we will not be in the thick of whatever competition this is, except for this two-man scramble. But I think that speaks more to the other golfers than it does to me. Or, Roush, I'll be on a good team, and I'm like Pat Riley. I like to put together good scramble teams where I'll be the worst player, and we almost never use my ball. Now, that's also not the most fun thing in the world either. <laughs> I, I, I think the my answer here is I just need to get better at golf. Um, but those are there's one of two scrambles. For me, it's either one that I'm actually going to be useful in and it's not going to be good for the overall team, or I won't be all that useful in, but it's going to be a hell of a ride as we finish near the top. It's fun. It's fun. And, and, and you know, like the, there isn't, uh, there's a little bit more margin of error because, I, I mean, no matter how good you have your two man teams, like people are going to mess up. You know, like it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's not like you've got to have all pars one bogey and then a bunch of birdies just to have a chance you know like you can probably usually play better when i when i have to like when i know my shots are going to matter but i also love playing golf with great golfers this probably sounds a little corny but i love playing golf with great golfers and just watching them hit golf shots that i'll realistically never be able to hit and they'll give me advice and it makes me feel better and all that stuff. But sometimes just watching other people be so good at something that I just can't seem to understand. Uh, there there's, there's some enjoyment in that weirdly enough. That's how I it's feel like, when uh, I watch visualization. Jeopardy. Justin, I said, that's how I feel when I watch Jeopardy. I enjoy watching <laughs> them know the answers, but I can't ever do it. Oh man. Speaking of Jeopardy too, it, that, I, I hear you, Justin, generally the same way. Um, I've got a trivia contest on Saturday, Roush. Oh. And that's that's going to be fun. That's going to be exciting, all that stuff. There's a theme, though. They want teams to dress up. And I don't think I've ever heard of a worse theme ever. Huh. 
Um, the theme is MTV. <laughs> so this MTV and, and our specific team within that theme is the nineties. See what? No. Yeah, I mean, it's it's too broad. Like I, I it's, it's MTV. Probably... Get the hell out of here! What does that even mean? Go go dress. Like, I, I, feel, I feel like that speaks more of to like folks who grew up in the '80s and early '90s. But like, what are you going to dress up like somebody from the real world if you're in the '90s? Like that that that's that defeats the purpose. See, I'm uh, thinking I, I'm thinking if it's the '90s, you've got to go dressed as a music video because that's the last time they played them. Yeah, but and sure, we could do something along those lines. But like, what? I guess you know, I'm sure there's some famous music videos in the '90s. The only thing that kind of came to mind, and I don't know if this was the '90s or technically the early 2000s, but was like the Britney Spears jean suit with what's his name, uh, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I thought it was the other guy. Was it Justin Timberlake? It, it was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, the full denim that was pretty good. I thought you were also going to say the. Uh, you're going to have Hannah dress up like Britney Spears from the baby one more time video. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, no. Uh, but yeah, I, it, that's just going to turn into like an eighties theme though, is all it's going to be. People are just going to wear their like leggings or whatever. I, I've never heard of theme trivia. Like, of course I've heard of a theme trivia night, but not like a dress up. Yeah, that's, that's new. It's different. It sounds like fun though. Uh oh, we got some breaking news. Uh oh. I don't know what to make of this. Uh oh. Oh boy. Ty Ty Washington has deleted all his posts on his Instagram. <gasps> like, why all do of kids them? do that? I notice a lot of kids do that. I don't either. I guess maybe it's like the equivalent of like going back and deleting old tweets and. I guess I don't, I don't or do that either. deleting Facebook pictures or something. I don't do that either. I don't. I, yeah, I don't. I don't. You never deleted pictures after a breakup. No, no, never. Ralph definitely seems like, like a, a guy that's still got his ex's pictures on his Facebook. Yeah, I'm probably. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, he talks about them enough. <laughs> but it's just like, no, it's like uh, I, I think of it as a virtual photo album. Like this is no, this is kind of a catalog of what I've done. I would never delete it. I'm just not. The only pictures that got deleted were like, uh, you know, going into college or I, one of those like, you're underage, don't get caught. Like the kind of mom lecturing you about these pictures being on Facebook. That was the last time I deleted things. So, yeah. Of course, there was a cleanse there. Um, if I ever see anything from like the college days that probably wouldn't be as wildly accepted, I'll delete if it pops up on a time hop yes, or yes, yes. Facebook memories along those lines. Uh, old relationships, I, I can understand those pictures being deleted. But Instagram's supposed to just be like literally a, a picture journal of things that you do or things that are important to you. Um, so going back and deleting all of them, I've never understood that. So I have no idea what that means. I don't know. I did want to bring up Ty Ty to start hour number two. So this actually kind of works out well. What do you make of Calipari's quotes of, I should have trusted my gut. I shouldn't have played him. I mean, I think he's echoing the sentiment that we all felt when we saw Ty Ty out there. But there's also, if the kid wants to play, then, and he thinks he can do it, it's it's hard to say no. Now, I, I, th I think... If I'm 
the way he put it, it was more of he was mad that he let him go back out there, which I think is probably the correct way to go about this thing. Like, all right, we're gonna give oh, it a try. Ty, Ty, you're not all the way. Yeah, yeah. It was it was more of like a. I probably shouldn't have put him back out there. He said he was good to go, but I should have kept him out. And and I, I think that sentiment's correct. Like you you tried it, you know, you didn't look bad, but you didn't look good either. You you just don't look like the same player. And and Ty Ty looked visibly frustrated. And I think a lot of that, like this is me totally just trying to read his mind and body language. But I think it was just frustrated that he couldn't do what he physically is normally able to do. Um, they, they didn't have any update as to if he really tweaked it significantly or not. But there are a few more days in between this game and the next to where, uh, you know, maybe there's a shot he plays Saturday against Alabama. I think they would probably go out of an abundance of caution. And, I, I you know, Ty, that's part two where Ty Ty's got to learn, like, if you're going to have a long NBA career, there's going to be times where you just aren't going to be able to play. I appreciate that. I, I I I love how seemingly pissed off he was that he couldn't be playing out there, and because it was out of his control. Um, but this is this is going to be a good learning lesson for him. He he might be needing to delete some Instagram pictures to get there, but I do think it's a significant step in the right di- direction for his uh, maturation as a player. Yeah, that you you kind of brought up what I was going to ask you next is is what 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 happens next and do we put too much stock into his reactions of course the commentators were like oh boy that doesn't look good and he looks very sad let's make sure let's not show the game and show him on the bench not looking happy but he you know he slammed the chair I, what I would tell folks is that if something serious happened and a retweaking or re-aggravating, they would have taken him off the bench. They wouldn't have kept him there. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people in the medical profession, doctors, some people would say, um, mm-hmm. it's it, it, it's important that if something's wrong, that you want to get treatment on it, that you want to start working towards the healing process. And and they, they keeping him out on there on the bench probably means he just – Whatever was aggravating him was still aggravating him, and it's just it's going to need time. Uh, going back to the question I asked you, because ultimately I'm only asking questions because I want to answer them myself. They're only rhetorical. kidding, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> only only kidding, of course. But uh, I'm a little disappointed when Cal says stuff like that. There's a part of it where he's just always going to put the blame on him and never really throws players under the bus. There's only a couple of examples where he's called out players in his entire UK career as a head coach. So I I knew he was going to say something like that even before the press conference saying I shouldn't have played him or something along those lines. But when you're just, even if you don't, even if you do feel that way, don't say that stuff out loud about like not trusting your gut. It's only going to allow detractors when things don't go right. Be like, oh, Betty was second guessing himself. Blah 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 blah. Um, if you didn't think he should have played, you should not have played him. Uh, you should have just sat him. It's a tough situation, though, as you mentioned, Roush. I'm sure the trainers and the medical team said there's nothing that we can see that's physically wrong. It's just something that's time and healing and pain tolerance. And I'm sure the second that Ty Ty Washington hears pain tolerance, he's probably like, okay, I'm going out there and I'm playing. I, I can I can do it. But he, he wasn't 100% last night. It showed, and then he kind of retweaked something, and 
If he's got to sit out Saturday, sit him out Saturday. Kentucky's got way too big of fish to fry to worry about regular season games. So you got to be healthy for for postseason if you can. And I'm sure he'll be back. Even if he missed Saturday, I'm sure he'd be back probably Tuesday. But you got to think big picture here. And it is. You're right. It's probably it's, it could be a good learning lesson for Tata Washington. Ah, uh, just love seeing that guy healthy. Hate seeing him mad. Um, and I think the thing that, like, we aren't going to be getting any Malik Monk smiling on the bench takes. So at least, at least we've got those taken care of right now because he was visibly frustrated for most of the night. Just had, um, as they call it, he had RBF. He was mad. He was ticked off. Uh, and I hate seeing that because he's normally the most jovial guy. He's dancing around, like, gritty and all over the place. And it just, it was, it's unfortunate. So. Uh, hopefully he gets well and, and can get back out there sooner rather than later. Agreed. Let's get back to the Thornton's text line. Popeye Thornton's on your way into the office today. If you're at the office, remember to go pump up your gasoline tank at a Thornton's. You'll save money becoming a refreshing rewards member. And shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. Alex Cupper recently had a birthday. Happy birthday, Alex Cupper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we love Thornton's, and you will as well. 502-414-1450. You text it in. We read it on air. Uh, a texter says, I know the Senate bill – I know the Senate passed the nil bill, but when is the House supposed to vote on it? My friend told me it's Friday or Monday. Oh, good. And that, and that will go through. And Bashir could veto it, but he won't. So no. smooth Boom. sailing there. Who what? Smooth, smooth sailing. Sailing is smooth. Smooth sailing. Greatly on Bridges' song. Texture says, oh, snap. KRC getting pulled into the KSR via a texter, quote, unquote. Yeah, those texters, sometimes very long, specific, unique text. Um, Enough people texted me. I went back and listened to it. It's not a radio war. That's who Calipari's talking about, just letting folks know that. And I don't think anybody should be surprised that Cal is firing back. Um, crit- uh, you know, it's whatever. People can criticize all they want. I just, I, I, I'm personally going to try to be as realistic and have not overreact, which is so easy to do in sports media. And I, th- I thought we did a good job with last year, Roush. It was frustrating. Oh. We weren't happy with it. Um, I was probably a little bit more optimistic that they could figure things out than you were, and ultimately they never could. But um, it, it stunk for everybody, and people certainly handled it differently. Uh, another texture brings up a great point. Dinosaurs and Disaster was way too hard. Plus, it was once a week from 6 to 8.15. Brutal. It was way, It was hard. I, like I had a good group that took better notes than I did, and that I was very thankful for that. But it was entirely too hard of a class for the title of it. And you just can't captivate your audience for two hours and fifteen minutes or whatever. It's yeah, just I took it. Gosh, I took it. I feel like I don't know. They had another class that was about like planets and stuff like that. I forget what that one was called, but it was. It was Monday night. 6 to 8.15, it always kind of would creep up to Monday Night Football. Yeah, and I, I had too much fun going to fraternity meetings, too, to like be like, miss a meeting for this stupid class? Like, screw that. I like going and hearing all the, the, the hot gossip. Oh, wow. Must be nice having fraternity meetings after your freshman year. It was fun. Fun stuff. 
Oh, rub it in, why don't? Rub it in, why don't you? I'm not gonna lie. I was thinking yesterday. I was like, oh wow, I get to get to sing my frat. I haven't. I don't. Couldn't even remember the last time we sung our frat song just drunken in a stupor. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to drinking like I'm 22 again this weekend. Oh gosh, things are looking up rash. Sounds horrible. Uh, (laughs) What's your old frat song? There's a lot of expletives in it. I can't. I can't sing anymore. Oh boy. It's a lot of fun. And the best part is at the very end, yeah. you give a little and you do some pelvic thrusting and oh, just it's, just, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. A texter says, I'm sure Hickman will be a nice player for Gonzaga, but going from him to Ty Ty looks to be a massive upgrade at this point. It's a huge upgrade. And you got to give all the credit to UK staff for being able to kind of see that and maneuver it. Uh, I was told all along that they still wanted Hickman to, to stay on board. And I do wonder... If you have Hickman, what happens with Wheeler and that sort of deal? Probably don't end up with him. But, yeah, that was a great move by UK. Now Tata's just got to get healthy and get back to to playing like lottery pick Tata because he hasn't been doing as much of that. But uh, no doubt that injuries have played a role. And, I, and I'll guess that Roush at the end of the year when the dust settles on whatever this team does, if, if it's April or May, we'll get a quote from Tata or his dad that, I, I wasn't healthy the whole year. I had this tweaked. I I sprained that. That was I rolled that during this game. I'm sure we'll get a quote like that. And the thing is, it's probably 100 percent true. Like I, you know, Tata is has been banged up for all of 2022. It seems like, and that's why we want him to just get as close to 100 percent as he can for the March push. But um, good move by the staff. It, the, this team is completely different without Tata shooting abilities from anywhere on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, another texture says, looking forward to Roush's KSR takes tomorrow morning. See, and uh, to be completely uh, honest with our listeners here, I, I missed out on a lot of that. Um, and it, even though it is uh, awkward for me, for me to be stuck in the middle sometimes, uh, because, hey, one guy gave me a job and it's been great, and I don't always agree with his takes. Uh, but also, I, I typically do all of my work. I try to get all of my work done early, quickly. And yesterday, um, I, I somebody people I work with were like, "Oh my gosh, that caller! It's so sad. We've got to learn more about it." And I actually talked to Courtney Love during the show yesterday for about ten minutes about um, what the UK football team did over the weekend. There was a ten-year-old Landon Hayes who, I mean, it was just the saddest story: tragically killed, murder, suicide. Um, only ten years old, aspiring football player went went to a Citrus Bowl practice. His uncle was. Uh, neighbors with Courtney Love so he was able to tour the facilities and everything and um, real tragedy in the community but uh, Kentucky football they stepped up Uh, uh, they had a handful of players serve as pallbearers for the service Courtney spoke at it and I just know that uh, the the family really appreciated it the the community was hurting and the Kentucky football team answered the call so really happy to see it And, and also like the guys who were there it wasn't just we got guys from Lexington. Jagger Burton was a guy that showed up, but there was a guy from Ohio and Florida and Tennessee and, and, and Alabama that all just wanted to do whatever they could to help the community. So um, really happy to see that when their when their numbers called, uh, Kentucky's the at football programs answering the, answering the call. Yeah, that 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 is horrible. Uh, good time to take a commercial break, but in such 
terrible news. It is nice that UK football tried to do what they could to to make life slightly easier for some folks. That it will never really be easier, but uh, any any little bit like that can can go a long way for a lot of folks. So good for UK football. But sheesh, what a yeah. what an awful story. Oh. That family and that community, man. It's, Absolutely. All right. Hour one is done and segment one and hour two is also finished. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show. We'll wrap up the Thornton's text line. We still have a long way to go with that, but we're trying to spend a little bit more time with them because we appreciate you texters and you listeners, even that don't text in. This is KRC. We'll be right back. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Say, man, you got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. (laughs) Well, what a Wednesday content on Kentucky Roll Call. Shout out to the big guy. Shout out to the big guy. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen back here. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. The text line's going to bring up a few other topics, so I say we just get back to the Thornton's text line. Let's do it. Hey, 502-414-1450. What you got for us, Scoots? Uh, I was just going to say, no credit to me. I'm the one that played it. I mean, just saying. <laughs> no, no, no big deal. I'm not a, I know. I'm not upset or anything. I, I mean, I just hit play on it, but no biggie. <laughs> text line, we go. Sounds like you're upset. <laughs> Shout out to Justin for hitting a button. That's right. Uh, Texter says, when Kentucky does finally legalize sports gambling, please don't implement this dumbass provision that Illinois has. And you have to go to a casino to register your online accounts. You bet your sweet buns Damon Thayer is going to make you go to Churchill Downs or Keeneland or any racetrack to register. I, I, I would bet all of King Solomon's jewels, that that's going to be the case. Uh, I, I hope not. It's really dumb. It's stupid. But this is just another sign of just how corrupt all these laws are. Well, we'll, we'll play ball with this, but you got to help us out. And in 20, 30 years, water will find its level on a lot of this stuff, and you won't have to do it. And But it's just it's so ridiculous. The, the links people will go to to say, all right, well, we'll vote for this, but if we do, you got to do this for us. That's just so stupid. So no doubt uh, whenever Kentucky gets it in the year 2072, we'll actually get sports gambling pretty soon, I think. I think within before the next Winter Olympics, we'll definitely be able to bet. Before the next Olympics, we'll be able to bet. Um, it'll be sooner than later on that. Casino gambling is the one that probably will be far too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Another text on Thornton's text on says, tie ball game, and then Grady doesn't take a wide open three, and we end up with a long wheel jumper that leads to a 6-0 Tennessee run. Grady looks timid early on. I saw people on Twitter, and I don't – that were kind of getting on Grady a little too much about, like, he was open. He's, it, I mean, sometimes he's not really open in the way you think it. He's not a Malik Monk in that instance. He's not really a Davion Mintz in that instance. He's got to have a little bit of space or be in his routine – to feel good and he has some bad misses on threes and that's because he's just not in the position or the spot he wants to be in so um 
but he did, you know, I, I, if he could just put it on the ground and get to that floater more often, I, I like that shot of his, but he just never seems to be able to get to it. I don't know what it is. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't Can't know. Can't get either. around folks. Halfway through and Grady hasn't recorded anything in the game. No shot taken, no foul, no rebound, nothing. Yeah, and Cal Perry's basically like, I can't, we're not going to be able to play him. And in so many other words, that's basically what he said. If Grady's not doing anything, we're not going to play him. Yeah. And even though I don't think you can do that tactic often, which is like trying to use some, some, some press conference motivation for Kellen, like uh, you, you can't use that card often. But after last night's game, that was probably a good, uh, good time to, to kind of throw a barb at him to try to light a fire under his butt because he 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 wasn't aggressive as he needed to be and that's why I think whatever the player prop is for points on Saturday probably going to take it for Kellen Grady. Oh, I like it. I'll keep. I'll we'll certainly have to keep an eye on that. Uh, texture says a texture says how or uh, we read that one. LOL, double tech on that. Pretty cowardly call by the officials, but wouldn't expect anything less. And you know how we we talk about how. Uh, there would be less charges if the hand signal wasn't as fun mm-hmm. to implement. Same thing with the double tech. They do like two hands out on both sides. They just love it. They absolutely love it. It's so stupid. It is a waste of time. And I can't believe that in the year of our Lord, 2022, that it's still a thing. And I just, I think there are some time and places where review is necessary, but they went to review that because they weren't sure what happened. And that's, if you didn't see anybody push, if you didn't see anybody shove, who cares? You went to review that and then you called double technicals and nothing happened, you know? Even if they did push and shove, like literally, like you didn't even have to separate. Like it was just like, all right, everybody get out of this corner. Like nothing happened at all. Absolutely. It was bad. Texture says lead gets close. Whistle goes seven, one balls. We don't deserve it, but have to love the whistle at road games in the SEC. I saw uh, I saw one guy said, man, y'all should have really taken my advice and quit watching uh, away night games in the SEC. And it's like, you know what? The, the, those games do. There's just something about them that just – there's a just stink about them. They just make you unhappy at the end of the day. I'm always going to watch Kentucky basketball for the rest of my life. But uh, if I was <laughs> – if I were to skip games, that's not a bad idea. The late night SEC road games, uh, just just catch, catch to see what happens in the morning. Oh, man. And I – I had to, because uh, I think the last 9 o'clock game was the one I fell asleep at halftime. So I drank a cup of coffee at like 9 o'clock, and I was extra ornery, and it's Tennessee, so I was even more angry. Like, just, uh, as this next te- texture says, man, I hate Tennessee. I, d- I do. It just, it makes me so mad that they're decent at basketball. Because they think that they're actually, like, really good. The sad part is they're a better, they're more of a basketball school than they are a football school now, but they're still not good. And it just drives, it drives me nuts. They, they just. I haven't been everywhere in the SEC for basketball, but they had the, the nastiest fans just the, and they're, they're, gosh, I don't know if they're like donors or who they are, but they're older people and they're right behind UK's bench and around UK's bench. And they were just so nasty for 40 minutes the duration of the game just the stuff they'd say to cal the stuff they'd say to the players and it'd be like you all are grown adults but it's they didn't really cross lines it wasn't like they were personal they were just being rowdy fans but boy they said some some 
some things that I, if you're a UK player, you'd just be like, you, you wouldn't, you'd have to be, you'd have to hear it. You wouldn't be able to block out some of the things they said. Tennessee fans are nasty. Wish we could have handed them an L, but uh, they played better. They deserve the win. Another texture says, Oscar, at the beginning of the first half, it was a gif saying, shouldn't have had that popcorn. I forget what movie it was from. Yeah, uh, Longest Yard. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Uh-huh. Classic bit. Yeah. Oscar looked lost all game. Wheeler turned it over in key moments. He really did. Ty Ty looked like he lost his mind. I think he was hurt. Kellen was trash. I hate losing to Tennessee, and this feels like a good learning moment for this team. I'll be... But I'll be hearing the rims in my sleep tonight from all our awful shots. <laughs> what was I mean, Tennessee missed a lot of layups too. What were with those rims, especially on UK's end of the court? They just nothing yeah. was going down. I think it's just the curse of Thompson bowling. Mm-hmm. The old Thompson bowling curse. A texture says revenge tour going to be popping in Tampa. UT in the semis and Auburn in the final should be fun. That would be a lot of oh, fun. Oh man, yeah. And- uh, and, and the thing is, is I don't, I don't even know what to expect from the the atmosphere there because, I mean, where, where do they even play it there? They play it in the trop? Like what? I, I don't know. Because <laughs> uh, I can uh, imagine I the Bridgestone, like Bridgestone, would be lit for a Tennessee Kentucky semifinal Saturday. Like that would be an electric atmosphere. Um, but I, I, I know there's going to be a lot of Kentucky fans that go down. But I just, I just don't. It's been so long, I, I, I'm not really sure what to expect, but I would love every second of it if Kentucky had that opportunity. Amali Arena. Hmm. Uh, maybe pronouncing that incorrectly. If Kentucky is in a tie with Tennessee right now, they technically have a tiebreaker because uh, I think of a margin of victory. Uh, they're still 15 points better. That 28-point win goes a long way. So if they had that two seed, they would be playing – in that, I believe that's six o'clock game on Friday night. I think okay, that's, and that's that what, is that is correct. What what gets pointed this out to, and I, I think I know why, but they've moved the times up. Yeah, I think uh, it's because it's Eastern time zone. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it, it just dawned on me, like, oh, it's because they move away from Nashville and into an Eastern time zone city. So, boom. I thought that texture made a good point. I, I thought Wheeler ultimately, you know, it was a tough spot for him. Not a great game. Um, but he, gosh, some of his turnovers were at bad times. Kentucky had some momentum, had had some chances, and he just dribble off his foot or give it, you know, just cough it right up. Uh, he's got to, got to, when it matters more, he needs to keep that thing a little tighter. And he was too sloppy at times. There, uh, there's a part of me too, TJ, that with Wheeler, uh, we we got we need to get some some good games pieced together here because it does feel like he's he's kind of. He's been sliding a while. He had that three-game streak without making a shot. Like we, we need to get some some good Wheeler games back in the bank. Yeah, a texter. Or uh, by the way, Tata's dad tweeted an hour ago. Damn if he do, damn if he don't. Kid tries to play through injuries. He's stupid for playing. Kid resting injuries. He's selfish. Same people who rooted for him as he attempted to play is the same ones who criticize him for playing. That's sports fans, and I I can understand the frustration. For T. Washington, what I would tell Mr. Washington is somebody that has seen a lot of Kentucky basketball seasons, don't listen to the idiots. I don't think people are really being critical of Ty Ty. I think people actually are impressed with his willingness to get out there and play injured. Uh, I think people now just want the best for him and the best for the team, and that may just be resting for a little bit. So don't don't take it personally, Mr. Washington. There's, there's, some, uh, there's some goobers out there. <laughs> 
Yeah, I uh, would just say to all, like, th- there's, a, I think Paul Washington might be the only dad that was vocal on social media that never really got in the way. It's it's just it's the best idea to vent to your friends via text rather than social media. Dad, he, you know. he followed up the text and says, this has nothing to do with hashtag BBN. 99.8% of the BBN has been great. I think that's a fair percentage of numbers, 99.8%. Yeah. He says, the three F, family, friends, and fans from everywhere, called, texted, in box saying he shouldn't have played. Long day ahead. Okay. All right. That's good. But you mix that with the Tata deleting everything and just, you know, kind hey, of make you know, tough, tough times don't last. Tough people do. Am I right? Sure. Absolutely. Just beat Alabama. Yeah. I wish it was LSU Saturday and then Alabama Tuesday because I think Kentucky's going to win both of them. But you know me and when Kentucky's playing teams that just shoot a million threes, it makes me a little bit nervous. But when yeah. last night doesn't matter, you move on. Lose, and I would kind of get a little nervous about what's what's going on here. Still think we're going to have some good vibes in Rupp Saturday. Yeah, that's, you know, the crowd should, if if this team is kind of dragging or if they allow one loss to turn into potentially two, I think the crowd's going to do going to do their job and, and pull them through. But important two games, it's ones that I think you most UK fans are anticipating and expecting wins. I am uh, as well. Uh, but you know, if you don't play probably a C plus game or a B minus game, if you if you go out there and you play really really bad, you could lose. You could lose one of them. You could lose both of them. So they they need to certainly be better than they were last night. And I, I agree with you. I think the crowd's going to push them through. Really appreciate this text and the Thorns text line that says, "I'm starting to think they should do away with the refs and go to an honor system. The players call their own fouls." <laughs> I've actually that thought has actually crossed my mind before, and I have no doubt that it would end up ninety. Five percent of the time be a better product to watch the only issue is is that like tournament games or close yeah, finishes yeah. or something like that you, there's just no way you'd be able to go about doing that but the uh, uh the majority the one, of games hell yeah the one call that i put out on twitter what just nothing has infuriated me quite like the guy who literally is looking at the guy's back and is calling a foul on the other side and i even had somebody reach out who's like you know they're even taught that if the ball doesn't get above his waist, then it was obvious like it can't be a foul. Like it's like even if you go by the way they're taught, which is a dumb way to be taught, you shouldn't call fouls that you can't physically see with your own two eyes. Like that that should not be a thing in sports where you can make a call that you can't see with your eyes. But they're taught to do so either way. He still did it the wrong way. It was just it was it was as, as bad as a bad call can get. And the funniest part is when they show the shot from the baseline, and it's like the guy. I mean, he's so far off in the distance. Oh, it's just, oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. The, the one I retweeted of Fulkerson, and I would be so embarrassed if I was a grown adult that on my resume I was a college basketball official for 15 years. I've worked six Final Fours and two national championships, and then I just bought all the bull crap. <laughs> that Fulkerson sold me every night. And I just bought it and I ate it up. And I bought it and I ate it up. That dude <laughs> flops. He can't even help himself. Even when he's not trying to flop, that dude flops. And he does it because it works. And mm-hmm. he's mastered the act of selling a call. Uh, it, it's a... It, it's, it's actually what the next texter says, too. Fulky the flopper just got knocked down by Wheeler. What a freaking joke. <laughs> Oh, 
And then that video I retweeted, it, it, he doesn't say he moves on screens all the time too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, I mean, it's almost like you're reading ahead on the text line because two texts later, Fulkerson moves on almost every screen. Wheeler just ran him over and then had the ball at the top of the key. Did you see Wes Rucker's tweets? Oh, um, not as many as I would like because I'm sure they are just the most like ham fisted. It's not the worst. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but what Kentucky strength coach Robert Harris did tonight is something that should never, ever, ever happen with a coach and an opposing player. You're on the staff. You're a coach. You're supposed to be an adult. Act like it. Am I missing something? Like, there must be a video out there that I didn't see. But from what I saw on the TV, that's that's nuts. <laughs> it's, not oh. the, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Oh, you're right. What Robert Harris... Harris did it should be in the conversation of malice at the palace it's just as bad as having an entire stadium dump garbage on a field and try to impale a freaking coach like get out of here with your high and mighty bullcrap Tennessee fans my god seriously what what in that video was was so egregious uh, I don't know uh, it the the see i mean you can't you, you can't even read lips or anything but it just it looks like harris is chirping at him that's all never ever ever happen and i do agree that adults shouldn't be getting into it with the players but nothing happened nothing nothing happened oh tennessee a texter 502414 patino strikes again with the jinx <laughs> I yeah, only got the win know. last night. I feel like I own a place every other night. They're going to make up for all the COVID, COVID cancellations. Yeah, maybe, may, maybe there's some COVID pauses or something along those lines, but um, I feel like they play every time. Fulkerson moves almost on every screen. Wheeler just finally ran him over. From Grant Williams to Folky, Tennessee has dudes who get every call for about five years now. At least Grant Williams was good, though. No offense to Fulkerson. He's not that good of a player. Right. Uh, just means Tennessee is going to have to get a real good spanking down in Tampa. Love it. Love the text. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Nice That's spanking the kind of coming. We need. Yeah. Auburn, you were on the list. Tennessee's been added. Honestly, Calipari blew this game for Kentucky and potentially the season. Allowing Ty Ty to play after that scare on Saturday is inexcusable. Not sure Ty Ty will ever get back to 100%, and it may have cost us our season. We should have started Don. Monte from the jump. Okay, that's that's when you know that they're just trying to mess with us. When you when <laughs> also, I love that Dante comes in and immediately gets beat on a back door and fouls. Yeah, <laughs> and he did. I do wish he would have gotten a little bit more playing time, just because the offense. You know, if you're going 11 minutes without scoring a field goal, just try anything. Yeah, try right. anything or anybody. Um, but he, that dude just does find a way to get beat on defense. Just, I mean, gosh. It was instant. <laughs> instant. I mean, it, it was just like, oh, well, we could have seen this coming. <laughs> uh, Alex from Colga with some salty language on the text line, Thornton's text line. I know you can't read this over the air, but, man, I changed the words. Fudge, Tennessee. Trashy ass orange fudgers. Fudge. <laughs> I forgot to change one of them. Uh, spin taco. <laughs> It's been Taco Tuesday near TJ's area of town. It's all Cerritos. Who says daily advertising doesn't work? It definitely works at the Big X Sports Radio. Just, uh, oh, Keith, you're the man. Shoot uh, D-Run at, what is it, the Sports Buzz? What's his email? If you want to get in on that action. Yeah, sure. 
you know his email. Yeah. I think it's 1450 the sports buzz. I don't know. We don't email that often. I just run into him at like local high school basketball games. Which by the way, the menial crimson upset mail last Friday. So shout out to the the fighting Dugans. And St. X lost by almost 30 to Ballard last night. So that's also not good. Uh, D Ryan at BigXSportsRadio.com. And Keith posted the picture to the Facebook page, the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page. Hope you join us over there. And my mouth started watering seeing the salseritas. I wish he would have gotten the spicy hot salsa, but seeing those wildly addictive chips, uh, he got some tacos. I normally don't go tacos. I'm, I'm a, either a burrito or quesadilla or taco salad type of a guy. But it looks so good. There's two locations in Louisville, Middletown or St. Matthews. You can be like Keith and pop by a Salsaritas today. The Middletown location has a drive-thru if that interests you. And then the one in St. Matthews, newly renovated. Really fun and, and nice place. Good for the whole family. Bring the kiddos. They would love it as well. Download the app. Save yourself some money. And shout out to Keith for visiting Salsaritas. And we hope you do as well. Back to the Thorn Specs on. At least I had those tacos today, but I'm not upset by this loss. See, look, even Salsaritas can make a can 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 polish up a bad day. It's the old let's take a bit a big whooping and get the team focused before the home stretch. I still like my team. John's John, keep cat attacking. We need the energy in the fight. <laughs> Love it. Oh man, yeah, yeah, and I, I'm I share that sentiment for the most part too. We're eight, about. When when you got to minute eight of that scoring drought, you were just like, or excuse me, made shot drought. It was like, well, guess it's just not going to be our night. Let's just get the hell out of here. Move, time to move on. Mm -hmm. thought, thought, thought similar thoughts as well. Um, yeah, good reset. February 15th, that's not a bad time for it. I still think Kentucky probably comes up short at Arkansas, but... If this regroups them, refocuses them, then this could have a positive impact in the long term, despite how ugly it was last night. A texter says on the Thornton's text line, well, boys, UK flat out sucked tonight. It was a, it was not a great night. I don't think it's a bigger deal than just an off game against a rival. However, there were some head-scratching errors from this team that haven't been there since December. It really sucks to get punked by Tennessee, but it is what it is. Move on to Saturday, win that one, and a one seed is still possible. Lose, then let's hope we stay in the 2-3 seed line, and that's from Mook. Yeah, one seed uh, certainly still on the table. I don't think you're going <laughs> to... Have your resume take a significant hit by losing to a quad one team on the road. So, um, yeah, just uh, pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Don't let this one loss turn into two. How many times have you heard that before? Mm -hmm. A gazillion. But, hey, get back up off the mat. Another right. texter says, I've been saying this on Twitter, but Tennessee played like a good team that got embarrassed. Jimmy Dykes said Tennessee has been waiting for this game for four weeks, which I fully believe. We have been preparing for this game since Saturday. Can't wait to see how this team responds. Uh, Jimmy Dykes sure did mention that a couple times. couple 17. Yeah, he just is a little – don't be so repetitive, Jimmy. Somebody tweeted me, and they were like, if games are only five minutes, Jimmy Dykes may be the best commentator around. But anytime that there's some – he just he does he just finds himself saying the same stuff over and over again it's like he has themes for each game as if like you know the are we're three-year-olds or something man we need to uh we need his theme to be rocking a little heartbeat need to bring that back <laughs> 
Uh, this is my question. I love this team, but we have a couple guys that need help getting open. When they're open, they're money. We need help to get them open, in my opinion. Shadow screens don't seem to help them. Um, And then they bring up, Cal Perry says, Kellen Grady couldn't get himself open tonight. What does that mean, he asks rhetorically? Says the other guy is working harder than you then. Yeah. So I, I do think there's an extent of like Cal Perry's got to do some things to help him get open. And that was my like when I went on that like angry, just like run sets ah! in like November when I inexplicably just lost my mind. But like there is some t- like when you're going through that scoring drought, you have to have some sort of action that's very concentrated on getting Grady open because he that's where he struggles. He he's he's not a creator whatsoever. And they do things, obviously. They try to get him open. But what I'd like to see more of, and they do this as well, when you play as many games as Kentucky's played, you do a bunch of different things. But Mm -hmm. use them if if they're going to play on him and be that tight, guarding him 25 feet away from the basket, then decoy him to some degree. Then you're playing four on four. Find the man that is playing off their defender and then throw it to them. A lot of times that seems to be Keon Brooks. Brooks can knock down that shot. Didn't fall yesterday, unfortunately. Or once they, they'll panic and they'll close out on him, Brooks can take one dribble, and then you're playing downhill at that point, and you should have the offensive numbers. You can you can kind of keep Grady away from the action, uh, and if they're going to keep a guy out on him, then then spread the floor with four on four. Uh, Texter says, honest question, would you rather have Rick Barnes or Calipari as the coach at Kentucky? Calipari. But it did cross my mind that like UofL obviously being so obsessed with UK – why not make a may not make a move at Rick Barnes? See if you, <laughs> you can beat Kentucky. Yeah, how many orange teams in the SEC are going to tell you no? But uh, he wouldn't. You know, he he does have Kentucky's number. Weirdly enough, I I, I do feel like they're uh, they're hopping on the must bus right now. Yeah, I'm seeing more must momentum as well. I think mm-hmm. the win against Auburn went a long way for them. It's going to be pain though. Yeah, ultimately, I think you're right too. Texter. I'm not totally I'm not totally upset with or I read that one. Uh, John's text. Hey John, how's it going? John here. Good morning, my friends. Hey, some nights are just not your night. The way things were going last night, I thought I was going to be way more than 13. Going more than 10 minutes without making a shot. I thought we'd lose by 20 or more. But even when we're bad, it's hard to blow us out. Anyways, what's better? Meatloaf or Salisbury steak? I believe meatloaf is better. We'll got to go talk to you later. Both not great. I'd go Salisbury steak if I had to pick between the two. And I, I had some similar thoughts as well, John. UK played really, really bad, and still, it was a buffer game. They were, you know, it wasn't complete embarrassment. It was a buffer game. I, uh, I uh, think that you can church up meatloaf much better than Salisbury steak, though. Like probably, but any, either way, because I'm, I'm you, you can use different meats. I had a uh, a roommate in college who. Went to culinary school for a little while before realizing, like, no, I'm going to go to real school, real college. And he would mix, like, sausage and other meats in a meatloaf, and it was the bomb.com. So put, like, mushrooms in there. Great stuff. Salisbury steak is not even close. You wow. can do the, You can do all the same thing with Salisbury steak. You got gravy. You can throw mushrooms on top. Unbeatable. Shots fired at people that went to culinary school. That's right. Suck Nick it. Roush. Uh, Texter says, the Thorntons in Illinois where I'm – I am today have liquor and slot machines, so it really could be the best bar in some towns. Man, it sounds great. Thornton's has it going on. They really, they really do. Everywhere, not just in Kentucky. 
a caller on last night's KSR pregame show really bummed me out. Apparently, all eight of our national championship teams swept Tennessee. Suck it, history. Hey, we said that on KRC yesterday, too. Uh, and I think we mention it pretty much any year. UK has a decent team. Oh, oh well, it, you know, they haven't won a championship until they do. More importantly, uh, the Braves thing, right? Isn't it like after the Braves win the World Series? Yeah. Wins the national championship. So. Yeah, so we're good. Great. Why is Tony Vanetti doing Salsaritas commercials on the Big X? Good question. I had cut some commercials. I guess they weren't good enough. Wow. Unbelievable. You know what? Tony is uh, Mr. Mr. Adsman. So, you know, no, we just he's can't not. Pick up he's not. But I, I am all for more people speaking the good word about Salsaritas. So that's fine. Preaching the gospel of Salsaritas. <laughs> we weren't winning that game regardless with how we played, but the officials made sure it wasn't close. Yeah, Kentucky just used so much gas during that little run to make it to eight and make things kind of tight that I knew that they probably weren't going to have it left in them to survive an official burst and a potential Tennessee burst. And they kind of got a an equal dose of both of them shortly after that. But yes, the officials aren't why UK lost the game. And people freak out about that stuff. I may be insane, but I want to see Tennessee and Auburn and Tampa, and I want Wisconsin and Duke in the tournament. Exercise every damn demon on the way to the ship. Love that energy. I do. Texture. I love I love your style. I like uh, I like the cut of your jib there, buddy. I'm right there mm-hmm. with you. Sounds like it might might turn into the night the lights went out in Georgia if Nick has too much fun at the <laughs> way. Well, Dolly Parton, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> TC from Lexington here. Love how Louisville fans are coming out of retirement to give UK fans a hard time about the Davis story. Hell, at this point, no wonder they feel like they have the authority to talk on the matter after multiple scandals for years. They can almost major in the matter. College of Clowns. Uh, It was funny, though, having to see them like eventually circle back to like, wait, but Kenny Payne was involved in all this. Uh, Mike Rutherford had good takes on it. He's like, this is meaningless. It's not going to do anything for anybody. It's true. It's true. Uh, Texter says, Nick's daddy took out Michael Bennett, so TJ, better be careful. I, I do, I, you know, I, that's fine if he doesn't like me, but he can say Nick Roush's radio show's name. He doesn't have to say some radio show. We, he, can, I, he, can, he can do his buddy Nick a favor and at least acknowledge that radio show, which is Kentucky Roll Call, 7 to 9 Monday through Friday on Big X Sports Radio. You I know the routine. that, like. Uh, Michael, like Matt, got Michael Bennett taken off air because he was threatening him or something. Like, no, it's not. It's not how this works. That's that's not that's not why Michael <laughs> Bennett's not on the airwaves. No, it's not. Okay. not. I was wondering. Uh, you know the routine: <laughs> bet against the team that beats UK in their next game. So, who does Tennessee Ooh. have on Saturday? Good question. Good question. Yeah. I'll, I text, I'll look that up. A texter says, did you all know the U.S. government is get, going to give out crack pipes? Speaking of crack, going to get some Salsaritas wildly addictive chips today. Delish. Ooh, Tennessee's at Arkansas. So, yeah, I kind of like that. Oh, routine. definitely take the hogs. <laughs> Scoot's hitting the links today. How about this weather? Wish I didn't have to work. I'm with you, Texter. I have to work, but I would love to hit the links today. Go hit the links, Justin. Just take a day off. You earned it, buddy. You need, earned it. I, I just need a good excuse. If y'all could uh, text me one, be great. Backdoor problems. Mm. That Nobody questions work. it. Everybody knows it's true. Well, it's probably actually not even a lie. That could work. There you go. There you have it. All right, everybody have a great day. Thanks for all the text. Tomorrow, slower it's gonna show. Be a better day. It's going to be a, yeah, sure. Slower show. So get the text in. Any questions or comments, we'll address them. And we'll go from there.
Win Saturday, we won't care about Tuesday. You move on. Not that big of a deal. Everybody have a great Wednesday. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush.